All right, so this one's going to be a good one. Uh, the social justice warrior or the SJW culture has swung the fuck out of control. Now, there is a stark difference between believing in gender equality and social justice warriors, especially nowadays. So the reason that I say that the SJW culture swung out of control is because it's more than evident that it's been taken to its most upright, extreme levels. Now, believe it or not, being a social justice warrior a long time ago was actually something that was considered a good thing. Whereas now, if you're labeled that, then you're casted as this extremely, you know, left-wing person who gets offended at everything and demands justice and equality for all. But it's, it's too extreme. I don't care what people say. It's too extreme. But personally, I'm all for social justice warriors, but in a properly constructed sense. And nowadays, it's not properly constructed. I'll, I'll get to that. Now, if we look at the official definition of a social justice warrior, which unfortunately has many different ones definitions now, but it, it's essentially... It's a pejorative term for an individual who repeatedly and vehemently engages in arguments on social justice on the internet, often in a shallow or not well thought out way for the purpose of raising their own personal reputation. Now, that definition is according to Urban Dictionary. Okay, so I didn't just make that up. It's the most definitive and reasonable definition I could find amongst all of them. So let me just put that out there. But let's get to what's important. First off, what a social justice warrior means now has a very different definition than what it meant many years ago. But for the sake of me trying to stay, you know, neutral here, let's look at the pros and cons of social justice warriors. So if we look at the benefits, SJWs essentially ended slavery, got, you know, women to be able to vote, which is great, got minorities to be able to vote, which is incredible, got abortion laws on the statute books, uh, got divorce laws onto the statute books, got equal marriage onto the statute books, and it's been extremely good for everyone except for straight white men, because let's face it, I mean, uh, it, I mean, it is a fact that straight white men have had it better than most for a long time. So, I mean, they didn't really need any improving, nor should they. So, those are the big things that social justice warriors have done. Now, keep in mind that a lot of these things happened many, many years ago, right? And so, that's why I say there's a difference between the SJWs of back then and the ones of now. And so, I think that most people are cool with that. I mean, to argue against those things I just mentioned would be fucking ridiculous, which is why that's social justice warriors acting in a properly constructed sense, right? So SJWs of those times made those, you know, very positive, you know, feats and that only benefited society in the long run, right? I mean, I find myself leaning more liberal nowadays than, than conservative in certain aspects, but I'll talk about that later. Now, let's look at the SJWs of today, which are starkly different from the ones that were around a few generations back where those big things happened. So to the SJWs of today, first off, that say, look at what we did before. Yeah, you're right. You, you, your culture did that shit before, but that was before. They made some great feats, but you can't say that you guys are the same as the ones from 80, 100, 200 years ago. So most of the modern day social justice warriors, they seem to be far more concerned with tearing down and fucking blacklisting and deplatforming people or even just creating a stink about them, rather than literally working hard to legitimately boost social justice. Now, most of that struggle 
requires building things in a positive way, to be completely honest, which is something that the current SJWs don't exactly do. Now, going back, like if we look at, you know, the opinions of, of others and whatnot, I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the modern SJWs not properly constructed with respects to how they address issues, you know, like what they do to fix them and how they take action on certain things. And I say this because look at a lot of the things they've done, they've been advocating for lately. It, it's more so been about fairness and equality to an unrealistic extreme point. And I'm not talking about race. I'm just saying in general, the things that they, they petition for, so, or they protest for, whatever. I mean, cancel culture would be one of them, and I've already covered this episode. I encourage you to listen to that. Um, and this is where I hold problems with the current SJW culture, because they feel that public figures and celebrities of all walks of life should be held accountable. And I agree, but I think they should be held accountable to a realistic extent. You can't find every single fault on someone and say they're not fit to be active or, you know, and, and to be accepted in society, especially when these SJWs point shit out from fucking so long ago like christ like give me a break like i'd like to put these social justice warriors these current ones in the spotlight and see how clean they are because you want to know the truth nobody in this life is clean nobody you can dig up dirt on everyone i don't care how minute certain things or you you've done in the past are you have dirt on you i don't care the same way that everyone else has dirt on on everyone you know what i mean or someone else has dirt on themselves maybe to different extents, but it's still fucking dirt nonetheless. And so here's the thing. These SJWs of today should not be saying, who can we find to demonize today? Because that's what they do. Instead, they should be asking, what actions has this person taken to correct that action, that mistake they made, before shunning them and canceling them and all that bullshit? You know what I mean? If someone made a mistake, a social justice warrior of today should sit back and look and say, have they corrected it or apologized? If they haven't, then let's make us think about it, fine. But if they've apologized, let's move the fuck on. Let's not just use them, if, especially if they've already apologized. Let's not just use them as a reason to blacklist and create a stink in order to you know, get more followers on your Twitter or whatever the fuck you do. I mean, I think there should be some kind of like social process, okay? that these SJWs should evaluate before finding things on the internet that have e either been taken out of context or have been done so long ago. You know what I mean? That it should be something that's easily forgivable. Now, with all of this being said, I agree with the current SJWs to a limited extent. And that is if that if dirt come like, you know, something bad comes out on someone and they've said it recently. And, you know, especially if they said it recently, they should know better. Right? So, and if we listen to the fullness of the context that they're speaking in, you know what I mean? I think these SJWs serve a very good purpose in that regard only. But the problem is that most situations, like, that's not the case. All I need to, and you want to ask how or why, all I got to do is pull up almost every single example that's happened within recent times, and there's your evidence. And the problem is that from an external point of view, it almost seems like they're just looking, you know, for the next person to bash. And this takes away value from the culture entirely. I mean, that's why Urban Dictionary has that particular definition of them. You know, it doesn't exactly, you know, speak favorably upon them. And this is probably also the reason why SJWs don't have the greatest name. They've taken it too far. The, the, the evidence should be pretty clear. Like, 
when you notice that as each year goes by, the term social justice warriors has gotten more and more of a negative connotation to it, that should tell you something. Again, I'm not against their principles, but as of lately, it's been pretty evident that they've pushed far from their core principles or originalities and ideologies that have actually pushed, you know, certain things forward that ended up being good. But the current SJWs of today have really put society, like, pushed it to the edge. Now everyone's all, you know, everyone is metaphorically tiptoeing nowadays. Now, what's wrong with SJWs pushing certain beliefs in one specified direction? The problem, which, by the way, I I argue this with, you know, neo-Nazis on the far right as well, is that any message of any kind that is being pushed in one particular direction is bound to go down a negative road at some point in time. It doesn't matter which side or whatever the case, because eventually it will cross a line that socially and culturally would be deemed extreme. And I'm not arguing this for SJWs but only, but for all aspects of any group or of any organization that stems too far in one direction. But here's the thing, and I might be criticized for saying this, so I'm going to say this as carefully as I can because I want to be clear. I don't care about being criticized, however, like I don't want to be misinterpreted. So this ideology that envelops the left just happens to not have a clear differentiation between where moderate left wing and liberal beliefs stop, you know, and, and where the extreme leftif- leftist beliefs begin. It's very difficult to draw that line between a moderate liberal and a far left liberal. Now, when we look at the conservative side of things, there's a much clearer line drawn as to where the right wing conservatism ends and where like, you know, the alt-right and neo-Nazism starts. And it's true. I mean, look at it. You can really draw a line on the right compared to the left because the thing with the left is the views kind of overlap, right? And so I think that the reason as to why there's been this big uprising from the right, you know, that have railed against SJWs and leftist movements is because it's very, you know, difficult to tell the difference between modern liberalism, like I just said, where it ends and where extreme leftism begins. And so it's very hard to tell where all of this lies because the lines are so blurred. I mean, just think about it. You have liberals that seem to identify with socialism much more than others, which is, which is fine in a moderate sense, but then these same people will tend to agree with f- certain far-left views in a much more lenient and like transitional way. Now, if we examine the difference between moderate conservatism and neo-Nazis and alt-right and all that, there's a much more significant line drawn there because a traditional conservative will be much more strong-held in his political perspectives compared to that of a neo-Nazi. And that's just a fact. I mean, because there are some conservatives who are by no means racist, and so that can be made out to be far clearer than that of neo-Nazis who are just trying to live out, you know, the the years of the Confederacy or whatever the fuck. But, I mean, it's appalling that what the far-right does too. So... I don't want to, like, insinuate that I'm leaning towards one side over the other, but, I mean, I encourage you to do the research for yourself. You will find that it is much more distinctive to differentiate a conservative to a neo-Nazi than it is to differentiate a moderate liberal compared to an SJW or an extreme leftist, because the views of the left tend to overlap more often than not. And so, you may have noticed I repeated myself here a little more. It's just because I want to make myself very clear right? Again, I I say I tend to lean very liberal in a lot of aspects too. So 
Now, before I end this off, I want to say that I'm all for the properly structured core concepts and ideologies of social justice warriors, but what I am not for is this dismissive action to just go ahead and blacklist people in a very, like, conclusive, ignorant way, which is what seems to be the case for the majority of the time nowadays. And that can be very, very dangerous down the road. Not towards a certain party or a certain group or to a certain view or ideology, but to society. Because an ideology that is pushed to its extreme is literally extreme. Like, it's, in, it's by definition extreme. It's in the fucking word. And that's the thing that a lot of these far-right and far-left groups don't realize. So any kind of overabundance or, or like, you know, over-advocation of something that is deemed unnecessary by definition, by nature, becomes more extreme. And the more powerful, you know, the more that it, like, the more it grows, right? Which makes it much harder to, to, to kind of stop and set a limit on. Because as much as, you know, life is about freedom of speech and whatnot, I think socially, not legally, but socially, limits must be set. And so, just like the neo-Nazi movement, these extremities must be stopped before it's too late. 